0: This week we're going to take the podcast and make it a little bit more bite-sized than it has been. So this week I had one great conversation with Hannah Danley, who is awesome, and I can't wait for you to hear her story. But we're going to take that and put it into two parts so that they're just a little bit quicker to digest and that they leave you wanting more. So we're excited for the way that this is going to go, and we can't wait to hear this story on another bite-sized podcast. Today, my guest is Hannah Danley, and she is another senior here at Mustang Church of the Nazarene. So, Hannah, say hello to our listening hey, audience. Hey, everybody. And so, you've grown up at our church for, for most of your life, I if I'm right. Is that correct? Yeah,
1: and I have. I think so, seven or eight years.
0: So, That's quite a bit of time for an 18-year-old. <laughs> uh, so, that means that you have to have, like a ton of just different stuff that's been funny that's happened at the church over the years so uh, why don't you share with us the funniest memory you have about growing up at our church
1: um, I'm trying to think kids church was awesome I think the funniest thing though that I remember is probably in youth group and it was it Uh-oh. was during fall retreat last year I think it was last year and we were doing communion and it was a great service and everybody was moved and the music was amazing and and you were doing the communion and it was going so (laughs) smooth and we were just you showed us how to do it and what to say you were eating the bread and we were all watching and waiting reverently and then you started choking on it and you (laughs) i've (laughs)
0: <laughs> I've had a problem with communion this year. I think I actually had the same issue happen on a Sunday oh. where we were doing the cracker oh, I think I where remember we that. snapped the cracker and so two in a row like and they were back to back. Oh man communion has been oh, pretty was, rough on me in terms of uh, logistics this year. So well I'm glad that you oh, thought it was, was funny. <laughs> it was a little embarrassing for the youth pastor but you know what <laughs> That's okay. Youth ministry—it's um, supposed to go perfectly all the time. We're supposed to get messy and uh, make mistakes. And I think that hopefully people learned. Well, if BJ's not good at this, maybe I don't have to be either.
1: That's true. <laughs> good point. So.
0: All right. Well, listen, Indians, you you see the first roast of the day has gone to me. (laughs) That's really appropriate. So I'm pretty excited about this next question uh, because it gets me out of this. And it also helps us potentially think through some people at our church. So let's transition to the thought of escape rooms, Hannah, uh, because we've had multiple escape rooms at the church recently. That was actually the last youth event we had. And it just had me thinking... If you could choose three random people from different age groups, so one child, teen, or college age person, one person 25 to 55, and one person 55 plus to be on an escape room team with, who would they be and why?
1: I think for the first age group, I would have to go with probably Dakota.
0: Because Which Dakota? Dakota
1: the intern. Costanzo.
0: Okay. Yes. Yep.
1: Because I've seen him when we play games in youth group, and he's super competitive, and he's really fast, and that would help a lot.
0: Yeah, he's an outside-the-box thinker, too. I'd almost be afraid mm-hmm. he'd just deconstruct the entire room. <laughs>
1: That's, he'd be the person that tries to like break the thermostat, and
0: <laughs> so,
1: get into the ceiling.
0: Yeah. yeah. Try to walk into the room with a sledgehammer. Oh, this is part of the room, right? Right, right. Yeah, I could see that.
1: <laughs> and then I think the second group I'd have to go with Deanna Erdley.
0: Okay. What would Deanna Erdley because... be doing?
1: I feel like she would be very good at figuring out the clues.
0: Yeah, kinda of.
1: and she's she's also really funny and so she would just add humor to it. But um yeah, I think she would she would help.
0: Yeah, she's got that uh that methodical, let's do this the yeah. right way kind of approach, but right. but also in a way that you can receive it <laughs> instead of saying slow down. That's she's true. doing everything with humor. That's true. So yeah, that's good. I would I would like to have her on my team.
1: Yes. Um, and then I would say, let's see, is the last group fifty five up? Fifty
0: five up. See. Our prime timers.
1: I would say technically, technically. I don't think he's going to listen to this. Maybe. I don't know. But my dad fits that group.
0: Wow. Not that he'd
1: want anyone to know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And now they all know.
1: (laughs) Yes. I think he would be a good addition.
0: Yeah. He'd be a great addition. Um, So it's interesting. A few months ago at, at staff meeting, Pastor Paul actually brought in like this presentation about how there's an emerging demographic in our culture called young seniors to where they're just like young at heart they're still like mm-hmm. healthy active they're kind of more you know this doesn't fit your parents but they're kind of more the the empty nest crowd where they're like "Oh, right um we just we have all this energy and <laughs> we feel great um but we technically you know just through medical science and stuff like that are living longer and healthier lives so yeah i would have had no idea i can see that, that your dad yeah. would have fit that because i guess he would be one of those emerging True. seniors but yeah but let's <laughs> let's not tell anybody we'll keep that our secret right, right, right. yeah so, just between us yeah just between the two of us and our listening audience however many yeah may be. <laughs> <Them> so <too. laughs> Yeah, well, that's a pretty solid team. I mean, between Costanzo, Deanna Erdley, and uh, and your dad, uh, what's your prediction on how long it would take you to get out of an escape room? Ooh, if you had I one would hour. say.
1: <sighs> oh, I don't know. I haven't been in one in so long. I would say probably. I would hope that we would. Maybe right. I'm, thinking I'm thinking okay. of a number.
0: I'm thinking of a number and let's see if it matches let's say it on at the same time
1: oh no okay
0: all right ready and three two one 47 30 oh 30
1: all right i mean that would be ideal
0: yeah well for an hour escape room that would just mean that you guys were were rocking true yeah, well, we'll just have to, when this is all over with the social distancing, we'll just have to do another escape room night because that was sure. really a lot of fun. And I think that it would be great for, for people to get out and, and be doing some stuff, um, and just being with yeah, each other. Be
1: great.
0: So transitioning out of the, the fun section of the podcast, um, I just <laughs> wanted to ask you, and this may also be funny depending on, on what you you answer with because I really don't have a complete idea um one of the questions just that we like to ask is what sort of ways have you been experiencing God through serving lately and lately can mean in the last couple years it can mean over um the past few months just what's been the most interesting place that you've been able to to serve God in recent memory
1: I would have to say during the Paraguay mission trip last summer. Yes. Um, yeah. They knew coming into it, They well, they found out just before we went that my parents were physicians. So we ended up setting, we ended up bringing medical supplies and telling them that we they would help in their clinic because they already had a clinic. They just weren't super up to date. And um, something that I always did on our Peru mission trips was I helped um, hand out reading glasses yeah so we brought a huge thing of reading glasses they had all different prescription things and they basically since I'd done it before we went into the clinic they sat me down on at a table in a room surrounded by these Paraguayan nurses that only spoke Spanish <laughs> and they they basically left me alone with okay. this huge growing line of Paraguayan people that seemed to wrap around the building and this huge case of glasses <laughs> and I had to try to communicate how to size everyone and make sure they got the right prescription and
0: sure so you were kind of like an amateur optometrist basically basically only with like yeah. no- so, so, how did you do yeah. that? Like, like was the line any sort <laughs> of rough. ordered? Or was it just, yeah. like, mass chaos? Or We
1: started with having at least two people at the table. And they would come in, and you would sit them down, and they would try on a pair. You would kind of, like, guess by their age what yeah. kind of prescription they would need. And so, it was basically trial and error. And you gave them something to read in their language, and they would try on a pair of glasses, and... You could usually tell pretty quickly whether they liked them or not. Yeah. And they tried to figure out which prescription fit their need, and it it was interesting. Oh, man,
0: with a language barrier, because I'm thinking about my trips to the optometrist, and and they're like, "All right, do you like this one better, Clink, right, or this one? How about this?" yeah so like that's Yeah. <laughs> was...
1: my my limit of, of the spanish that i speak is basically about glasses <laughs> like that's yeah. the majority of what i know
0: yeah i know taco burrito oh um, right
1: enchilada
0: I, enchilada like that's basically it uh for me uh i also know baño so those oh, are the two important. things that uh that are directly related and about the extent of my spanish knowledge so (laughs) i can't begin to imagine like being a person sitting at a table with actual physical tangible hope of improving somebody's life and trying to be able to communicate so which one of these things do you need right and and i bet you had just all ages and all different orders Mm -hmm. like so like you have a a seven-year-old one minute and then a 70-year-old the next yeah trying to stay well, organized
1: <laughs> yeah the problem was there were there were a lot of the kids would come in saying that they needed reading glasses but they just wanted glasses sure
0: because they're cool like yeah wow, i have these and or, yeah. or
1: sometimes people would people would pick up a pair that they really liked yeah and it would be the same prescription of a pair that I gave them earlier and they didn't like it, but they like this one because it looks different. <laughs> Even though it's the same prescription. Yeah. It's prettier.
0: Well, and we do the same thing in America. Like uh, they sell the frameless glasses. Like I'll, I'll be oh, honest. Yeah. Um, I was, I was honestly considering buying the Edith glasses uh, after <laughs> Spider-Man came out. Cool. So for those of you who don't know what that is, that's the glasses that Tony Stark wore and then handed off to Peter Parker in uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, not not a spoiler, uh, but uh, if you haven't seen that, both Hannah and I are comic book nerds, True. and uh, that was a pretty great movie. So you should definitely listen/watch that, listening audience. Definitely, so, yeah. So yeah, anything else stick out to you about Paraguay? Like, what did God teach you while you were there?
1: Um, I think one of the main things that stuck out was the fact that you obviously go to a country like that with a group like that with an intention of serving them and providing their needs and meeting their needs and helping. But what ends up happening is that you do do those things. You help them and and provide for their needs in ways that they can't. But they end up giving you a lot back. Yeah. They... I mean, they were people that really didn't have a lot by our standards, and they were opening their hands willingly and helping us, even though they didn't have to, and giving a lot back to us spiritually and emotionally, even though we were there to serve them.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, there's something about giving back that always gives you at least double what you Definitely. what you start with. Definitely. Um, You know, that's one of the reasons why our church is so adamant on continuing to do different mission trips because, you know, just getting outside of yourself, whether you go to a place like Paraguay, I know that we're looking at going to Africa next summer, Mm -hmm. uh, fingers crossed, all things go well with that. Um, And then even other things, like I remember a couple summers ago, we went to Carnegie and like the Carnegie Church of the Nazarene out there just had a ton of just grunt work that it was really hard to get people to to commit the time to and we showed up with a bus full of teens and knocked it out and like
1: yeah
0: poor pastor rachel was just like crying ugly tears like oh my gosh i can't believe you guys scraped the wall paint off (laughs) i've been waiting (laughs) years for that so yeah um, that's awesome it's amazing that these little things little sacrifices That are seemingly insignificant really can be physical, tangible hope for people, Mm -hmm. and I think that we're just craving that, especially in times like they are right now, where there's just a lot of uncertainty going on in the world. We look to people who can bring just the, the theologian Walter Bergamon calls it a word from elsewhere or a word outside mm-hmm. of the current narrative that shows God's face into uh, reality in a way that maybe we haven't been able to see because we've just been so preoccupied with the narrative around us, or as we've been saying in youth this, this year as the algorithm is blinding us from the good news uh, with just the, the things that people are concerned with. So Uh, we hope that we get to continue being a way that the algorithm and providing light into people's news feeds and stuff like that we hope you've enjoyed part one of this podcast tune in on thursday to hear the epic conclusion to this tale and a little bit about how it is to be the the daughter of doctors and a senior in 2020. So until then, we love you guys. There's nothing you can do about it. Stay classy.